0: We aim high, we aim to rise And every vision that's real is analyzed Till every fight in my bones has been applied Every thought I'm a loser will be denied Uh, Dedicated to the cause I'm back, I'm reborn, that's facts, now take back what's yours Rose from the floods With one breath the exhale what's left I'm back to show love uh, What you recommend Is what you represent Gotta fight with a cause For the innocence That's the mission then Is what we vision in Everything stops on the drop Cause we listen when 143 143 speaks 143 143, 143 143 speaks 143 143, 143 speaks from the streets to the most of What's going on, world yeah, family? It's your boy, Donald Jones, and welcome to another episode of Journey of the mindset. mindset. Listen, there's a lot going on in this world um, today, in all honesty, man. Um, I'm very, very hurt by the tragedy that happened and that continuously happens in our communities. With the relationship that we have with police officer and black males. I mean, you know what? In all honesty, in this case, black males and black females, because they're also getting killed by police officers, too. I just want to make it clear right now, before the start of this episode, that I do not think that all police officers are bad. I think that there is. A problem with the system. I think that there's a problem with the training and I think that there's a huge problem with police officers that's not from our communities. And when I say our communities, low income communities, our communities of people of color that come here and have this perception about how we are as a people. And when I say as a people, once again, I'm talking about people of color, I'm talking about black people, I'm talking about Hispanics, I'm talking about Jamaicans, I'm talking about Muslims. People come here and police here in our communities with their own views. So I just wanna warn everybody right now that this is going to be a strong episode. This is going to be an episode where I'm gonna express myself, express how I feel and it's my views. So a lot of my 143 Speak followers, a lot of my Journey of the Mindset listeners may not agree with the things that I'm saying. But I'm just expressing to you how I feel because I'm sick and tired of reading the news. And it's the same thing happening over and over again where black men and black females are being killed by police officers. It's it's really mind-boggling. W- listen, when I seen that video of that police officer on George's neck for a full nine minutes, that was barbaric. That was just ridiculous. That was uncalled for. That, there's just nothing that can be said about what happened there. And when I first saw it, I was so angry. I was so angry and I I wanted to, I honestly, I had something against police officers. I felt like they were all the same, I felt like they were all bad people, and I felt like there was nothing that nobody can tell me because of what i seen in that video, that there's one good police officer out there. But as I calmed down, I changed my view. And for those of y'all that do know me personally, that do listen to my, my podcast, that's followed me since I've started a blog, I am a man about peace. I am all about love. I am all about teaching lessons through love, not teaching lessons through violence. So there's a number of topics today that we're going to touch on. We're going to definitely touch on a protest. We're going to touch on the history of what the hell is going on out there with police officers and the, the, the lack of communication in relationships with the communities that they serve. But I want to give you guys some of the experiences that I had in interactions with police officers. And once again, I'm going to say this again. These are my views. I am not saying all police officers are bad, but there are bad people, bad police officers in these police departments that makes it that makes other police officers look bad. So I just want to be clear with that right now. I will never forget the time. That I had just dropped my friend off in the Bronx. I grew up in the South Bronx, and I just dropped my friend off in the Bronx. And I pulled off, and when I pulled off, I turned the corner, and these police officers pretty much swung their car in front of my car. Now, I didn't see the police officers that was in the back of me, I didn't see the police officers that was on the side of me. All I seen was this gold car that was not, that had no type of identification whatsoever that these were police officers, hop out with their badges showing on their chest, their bulletproof vests. And they were plain clothes, and they had like a, a wristband around their um, around their um, their elbow, and it was a color wristband. The color was green. I will never forget this. And this is when I was a teenager. And they hopped out, and one of the police officers started banging on the driver's side window, while the other one tried to open up my door on the passenger side. Now, mind you, I did not see the police officers on the side of me. All the ones in the back of me. I only was focusing on the ones that came out of the gold car that was in front of me that pulled in front of me. And they got my passenger side door open, and I was like, what did I do? What did I do? And they're yelling at me, telling me to get the F out of the car, get the F out of the car. I wound up unlocking my driver's side door because at the time I was driving this beat-up um, uh, um, um, Nissan Quest. It was a black minivan, Nissan Quest, so all of the doors didn't lock. So I unlocked my driver's side door, and the police officer on my driver's side tried to pull me out and kept saying I was resisting, and I'm like, I'm not resisting, my seatbelt is on. And the police officer that opened up my door on the passenger side kept trying to push me out of the driver's side while I'm also being pulled on the driver's side by the police officer that was on that side. I'm sorry if I'm confusing you, but just bear with me. Finally, the police officer on the passenger side presses the button on my seatbelt and I fall out of the car. And all of a sudden, all of these police officers just jump on top of me, jump on top of me, puts my hand behind my back. And they take and they grab my belt from the back and they lift me up, slam me on the floor, lift me up and slam me on the floor. I was scared to death, scared to death. First of all, I'm a new driver. For those of y'all that don't know, I started driving at the age of 15. I got my junior license at the age of 15 and I started driving. Now, this happened to me when I was 16 years old. I've been driving for a whole year, never been pulled over by a police officer, uh, by police ever. So this was my first experience with them. And when they finally got me off of the ground, they made me sit on a curve while they did their investigation. They checked my car. They, they took my ID. They verified who I was and then they let me go. And I said, officer, what was the need for all of this? Oh, your car fit the description of a store that just got robbed a few blocks from here. And that was it. That was it. My mother and I went to the precinct. We tried to file a report. And the excuse that they gave us was that there was people coming over from New Jersey posing as police officers. And pulling over black people. And robbing them. That was a bullshit excuse because in the midst of me sitting on that sidewalk while they were investigating me, there was a marked police car that pulled up and started joking around and talking to them. Another experience that I had, this was when I was 17 years old. When my stepfather had passed away, he left us this van. They used to call it a Scooby-Doo van. It was a big van. It was a big, beautiful van. And I used to drive it back and forth to work. Me and my friends used to um, you know, go for joy rides in it. It was our family van. And my mother lent it to me on a Friday night. And we were over by the Bruckner Expressway. And it was a a van full of us. We were all in the van. We were just chilling out, having a good time. And they pulled us over. And when they pulled us over, they had their guns drawn. And I'm talking about you would have thought that we actually robbed the bank. As many as police officers were outside and surrounded that vehicle that day, you would have thought we robbed the bank. They all had their, their, their guns drawn. And they made us get out of the car one by one. And I'll never forget how I felt that day because... There were cars stopping to look at us. There were people gathering on the sidewalk to look at us. And we were treated like criminals. They made us get out of the car one by one. We had to put our hands on my van and they searched us one by one. And then once again, we had to sit on the curve and wait while they did the investigation, which took about an hour and a half. And they searched all of us. They searched the vehicle. They took our identification. And then they let us go. Officer, what was the need for the stop? You van for the description of a robbery that just took place a few blocks from here. When I was 18 years old, I will remember sitting down on a stoop with my friends and these guys used to come over to us and ask us all the time, can they buy weed? We we don't sell weed. Well, do you know where we can get the weed? No, I don't. We don't we don't know. We don't smoke weed. We don't know nothing about that. We weren't stupid. We just finished seeing those same gentlemen that came over and asked us where the weed was or if we had weed. Hop out of cars and search the drug dealers on our block weeks before that. So we already knew who they were. I grew very angry towards the police. I never felt safe with police officers and There were police officers in that mix on all three of those encounters that were white, that were Hispanic, and that were black. So I grew hatred for the police until one of my friends became a police officer. And when me and him would sit down and have conversations about certain cases or certain things that he had to address while he was out in the street, we will always go back and forth with these debates on the reason why he decided to arrest somebody versus why couldn't he give them a chance. I realized that most of the interactions that we have with police officers are never during a positive time, it's always during a negative time. Either we're sick. Either we need them because we've been robbed um, or we're being pulled over by them. It's never on a common positive ground where we're interacting with these police officers. And it took me a very, very long time to understand that the way I felt about police officers, I was justified because of the interactions that I had for them. With them. But I was also scared of them. I knew that they had a power to change my life around. Whether it was somebody robbing a store a few blocks away from me. Of, 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 and, and me getting pulled over and then me being charged with the crime. They have the power to change your life. They can pull out a gun. They can kill you. It's scary. Me sitting down. Looking at the video of what happened to George. Me sitting down. And looking at. Things on social media. About people that have been killed by cops, beat by cops. Even during a protest. People getting pushed, slammed to the ground. There's a problem. There is a problem with the way people view people of color, with the way people view black people. You cannot base your decision on who we are as a community or of what you see on TV or what you hear on the news. In every race, there are bad people. But you cannot make up things in your head just because of what you see on TV or in movies. So I say this to say this. The only way change happens is by people uniting. And when I say uniting, I'm not talking about just black people uniting together. I'm talking about all Races, human races, cultures, religions, coming together to make a stand. Every race has racist people in it. Let me make that a fact. Every race has racist people in it. And the problem is, is that we don't communicate with each other much. When you go into different communities, you see either a... a race a certain race only hanging out with their race you'll see a certain religion only hanging out with their religion and we need to mix more we need to have conversations more i was having this discussion the other day and i said i don't understand how another person can hate you not even having a conversation with you but can come up with their own judgment of you and say you know what i hate you just because of the color of your skin that i never i never understood but the question that I ask is, is this a learned behavior? I, I've, I've been doing some reading. I've seen studies where kids will play with other kids from other races, but they're not looking at color. Like when, when we're three, when we're four, when we're five, and we're playing in a park, we're not saying I don't want to hang out with that person because they're white. I don't want to play with them because they're white. I don't want to play with that person because they're black. I don't want to play with that person because they're Hispanic. So is this something that we're learning from our parents? Is this something that we're misinterpreting when we read our history and we start coming up with our own theories on why we hate each other or why we don't like each other? If you bleed a different color. Then please let me know, because the last time I checked as a human race. Everybody bleeds red. If, if, if you cut my skin. And you cut a white person's skin, it's red. The only way the change is going to happen is through people uniting. This protest, I can see where the negative stuff is starting to overshine what the main purpose of the protest are about. But let, let me be clear on this. The looting, the burning down your own communities, the allowing people to come from other communities to come in and loot and start things up, and other people because I, I, I that that's something I want to say right now, okay? Because I understand that people are saying that there are people coming from other communities and they're starting this havoc, they're starting um all of these um uh, uh this violence towards police officers, they're burning down the stores. I understand that a hundred percent, and I totally one hundred percent believe that. But let me let me say this. There's a design where they say, "I guarantee you, I can go into this community. I can break a few windows in a store, and some of the people from that community will jump on board, take, av- take advantage, and go in and start taking things from that store." That's where we need to say, "No, no, 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 no! You're not coming into my community to burn it down. You're not coming into my uh, our community." To break these store windows, you have to stand up for your community, man. You know who belongs in, you know who don't. We have to get smarter together, not smarter separate. We need to have the conversations together, not have the conversations separate. We need to protest together. Not protest, separate. This gentleman told me during a conversation that I had this week that the only way that this changes is if white people stand with us. Is if white people take the lead and, and, and say this is an injustice system and something needs to be done about it now. And I had a problem with that statement at first. Because I'm saying to myself, me being angry, remember what I said in the beginning of this this podcast, I was very, very angry. And this was my mindset and the way I was thinking. The problem that I had with that statement is why do white people always have to lead? Why can't we just do it on our own? And they listen because they believe and they see too. And I'm talking about the government. I'm talking about the people, the shot callers, the people that are in charge. Of making change. Why can't they just see what's going on. Hear our voice. And make a change. And when I thought about it. And after me giving my my feedback on the comment. The gentleman was right. What did Martin Luther King stand for? What did Malcolm X stand for? What did Rosa Parks stand for? They stood for freedom. They stood for change. We're going backwards, people. We're not moving forward. Everyone together. Divide and conquer. That's the way the world has designed it to keep power is by keeping people divided. The only way we move forward is together. United is power. It's strength. It's a rainbow. Black. White. People of color. Religions. All coming together. Taking a stand. And saying no more. No more. More. We have been fighting for years, for decades, for centuries. It is starting to become tiresome. People are fed up. We are bleeding. We are dying. We are angry. But we have to do it together. We need more people of color. In higher positions. We need more people of color. As politicians. We need to make this change. Together. We need to become smarter. There are people in this world. That like to see. Races divided. There are people in. Man. Let let, let me say that to you. (laughs) Let me say it again. There are people in this world. That like to see. Races divided. Let me explain something to y'all people. There's only one world here. There's only one world. We are all in it. And this is a temporary stay. We're not in this world forever. But what matters is what you came down here. What you came down here to do. And how you left an impact. That's what's going to matter. So for my protesters that's out there, continue to walk, continue to march, continue to yell and scream and make your voice heard. Because I personally believe that it's going to be a huge change in history. And for the people that are out there trying to cause havoc, that are burning down communities, that are looting. Well, let me just say this to you. No matter what you do, justice will be served and change will come. Believe it or not, this world is not controlled or run by evil. It's just that people are entertained by it. This world is ruled by love. It's moved by love. It's changed by love. The people that are out there protesting, they have love in their heart. They are making change based off of love, not hate. They are angry and fed up. But that's because they love themselves. They love this world. They love this country. And they would love to see change that we will get. So you continue. To go out there and disrupt and tries to change the narrative of what this protest is truly about. You continue, because I guarantee you this change will come. Until next time, World Family. Continue to fight for that change. Continue to be that, that powerful force. Yeah, but continue it together. Who's got the guts Goodbye to pass? And
1: Welcome Change to the home. journey of the mindset. I love y'all.
0: Peace.